Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Rewind and Recap, where the wine is as necessary as the chaos on our favorite shows. If you are new here, my name is Cece, I'm one of the co-hosts, and we always like to start our episodes off by letting you guys know exactly which wine we are sipping on, and tonight I'm sipping on the same as the Real Housewives of Potomac <laughs> episode that we just recorded literally like 30 minutes before this one. Yeah, it is the Savion Blanc by Oak Leaf. Um, I'm going to apologize if my words are slurred because this wine is on my ass. I was not smart and I did not eat before we started recording. So um, prayers down. Hey friend, how you doing? Hey girl. So I'm also drinking on the same thing. It's just a crown and cranberry um, with the side of edibles. So I'm way up. So yeah, we in I'm so jealous. And I'm eating some chicken tenders. Oh, I'm really jealous, bitch. I need to heat up the rest of my food. Mm-hmm. I literally put it in a microwave and I warmed it up and I like didn't go get it. I was so crunching on them damn cucumbers and vinegar, which if you know hood niggas know about the cucumber salt and pepper mixture you that's know what, what i was like that's what i normally have cucumber yeah that's pepper. that shit so good bro it's gonna mm-hmm. always hit a little dilly salad is what the folks like to call it i just call mm-hmm. it exactly what all three ingredients four ingredients are my bad mm-hmm. anyways we are here obviously to discuss child insecure from last night can we just talk about how I knew that was going to be a dream sequence. We, listen. Can we get into Miss Cleo, honey? I just really hoped that Issa had not been that stupid for what we saw, which was her walking away from the situation to be the dream sequence. And what we saw on the preview that actually ended up being this week's episode, the actual thing that happened. So I did call so that, that that was a dream sequence. In the future, I can see that you know, I might be I'm, able to. I'm gonna put that song on the show. I might be able to see into the futuro, you know, just a little bit, just a yeah. little bit. Yeah, yep, that's me. Well, we have to start off with this fucking dream sequence of her approaching Lawrence and Condola. And even though Mm -hmm. I felt in my heart that it was a dream sequence, even when I was watching it and had no idea that that was what it was actually going to be, I'm like, why the fuck are you stopping them and walking up to them and being, well, you know, Adventures of an Awkward Black Girl. Being an awkward ass bitch, like leave them people alone, girl. Leave them alone. Like you are with Nathan. Why are you concerned about them? Y'all, this is why I do not root for Issa and Nathan because Nathan is a fucking placeholder to Issa, period. And it's fucked up that she's doing him like that. But I'm just like, why would you even be approaching them? For what? For what? It felt real. I felt like she was trying to like, and it felt real because I thought it was like the new Issa. Like, or maybe she's gonna be fucking mature in this moment. Maybe she's gonna like, you know, acknowledge it and try to make things not awkward. And it was a fucking dream sequence. I know that's all it's gonna be. And when Condola asked if she would like to hold him, I said, "Now, bitch." That's when I was like, "Oh my god, I gotta go through it for real." I'm not that mature, cause bitch, don't you and your baby the reason why me and the man that I really love not together. You actually want to hold a little motherfucker? It ain't nothing against the baby, but bitch, I don't want to hold this baby. And then so when she held the baby, I was like, I just felt like it was going to be a dream sequence. Like I just knew in my gut, like Issa is not gonna play in my face like this. 
And when she hit us with that meme that fuck them kids, I said, not only, okay, Issa Curry. Not she only she baby, she was like, what the hell's wrong with you? You too, bitch. When she kicked Condola in the chest, I, bruh. She said, oh. I yeah. I was like, what's wrong with you? You want some too? She started walking off and was laughing, but what really killed me was when the dream sequence was over. She was laughing to herself. I said, oh, this bitch is crazy. <laughs> this bitch is crazy. What is wrong with this woman? you fucking weird. <laughs> what, what is wrong with this woman? Why are you fantasizing about your ex nigga and his baby mama? Like, you, you are a weird bitch. Best. And you already done left the hospital and this shit is still fresh on your mind. Down to the outfit details, bitch. You know how at least when you have a flashback, something about the outfit might be different. Right. You remember every damn thing this bitch had on. Like, what? I just can't. Like, Issa, please. Please. Spare us. Then she take it up a notch and start stalking the nigga. That's when I knew her and Nathan were over. I said, it's done. It's down here from here. Girl. She like I saw your tweet about the slow scroll. She sure was looking at the fucking details. Just You gotta slow you gotta but let me tell you, this is a, a, a creeper secret. I'm single, so I don't have nobody to creep on. But you know, and my ex didn't use social media, so this is like my last last relationship. You gotta, you gotta scroll slow. But mm-hmm. so if you accidentally double tap something, mm-hmm. I said, I said, like, this show, easy. this show, too fucking real. And you gotta make sure you scroll on the, you gotta make sure you scroll on the right side. Scroll too fast, you can double tap. So because you scroll on the left side, you might accidentally hit the heart. Right side, slow. That's yeah, the I just boot camp for stalkers. Girl, that shit had me crying. I said, now nah, she trying to piece the shit together. Can you move back? What does it matter? You're with Nathan. Exactly. You are with Nathan. Remember? remember why you why you doing that? Yes, this nigga has a whole baby. Like, are you mad that he moved back for his blood child and not you? I'm just confused. Like, he don't have to raise you like you raised him. Ooh, damn! Shots fired. Yeah, you you felt you felt that right? You felt that it's very much. Him. Very much ether. I'm on life support. That yeah, that that blew me. But I'm gonna dig into Issa's ass a little bit later. Okay. Well, the now I want to talk about very fucking weird. First of all, you. Now what was that? I do. I want to. I'm gonna leave that alone. We ain't gonna talk about that on here. Okay. But I feel like you cannot ride a nigga's dick into love. Either that man love you or he don't. It don't matter what tricks you pull out the bag. Mm-hmm. A nigga is going to be a nigga. And I feel like Nathan is right in reserving him saying, like, not saying that he loved her because it's like, even Nathan knew, like, we gonna talk about that later too. Like, I feel like Nathan definitely took that as like, oh, she has love for me, not like I love you. That nigga's not stupid. He knows that he cares about you and he knows you care about him. But to say that you love him, you're pushing it, bitch. You mm-hmm. really are pushing it. Like, that irked me. She was like, you got anything else you want to say? Is that the only thing that's that you want me? It's like, like, oh, I love the way me? that you ride me. Nathan, like, bitch, let's stay on course. I'm almost there. What you doing? He was avoiding the fuck out of her question. That shit had me crying. And the thing is, it doesn't seem like he was, like, obviously avoiding her. It just seems like he just genuinely wasn't in that place. So that's not what he was thinking about. He was thinking, I like this pussy. Like, I love this pussy. Like, I think he was just in the moment and he wasn't thinking so deep into it like she was you know what i'm saying because i feel like nathan probably does love her 
but that's just not where his mind it was in that moment like i think he was thinking from a kinky mindset he was just in the moment he was fucking so i don't know i just that's why Issa. i said i know Issa meant to try to make it mean something when she said it on that damn bench she, she irritated she irritated me this whole episode with the exception of her being there for molly that's the only time that i had a moment of peace for Issa. Mm-hmm. so i want to jump into the barbershop and then talking about suge being slack like you got clients waiting which first of all as someone who comes from a line of people who are in the beauty industry I think one of the most frustrating things about running a business is the stylist running behind and throwing everybody else's schedule off because mm-hmm. not only and, and I'll say it in this way because I used to work for um, a sales company fortune 500 sales company and some people are not smart enough to experience things for themselves and I mean y'all should know this because a lot of y'all are fucking judgmental before you get the opportunity to experience something for yourself but somebody will leave a Yelp review off of something just because some shit didn't go their way and make a company look bad off their one experience Mm -hmm. so imagine you not showing up to work and altering somebody else's whole schedule and they decided to leave a Yelp review about this barbershop and talk about how slack they are and this that and the third people are gonna read that shit on google or yelp and be like well i ain't taking my business there mm-hmm. so when they all talked about you know just how slack shook was being in the dude that molly ended up not going home with mm-hmm. was like trying to defend him i'm just like i can't stand no slack ass co-worker and you know what's crazy is like at my old job under the reviews so many people got named and dragged personally granted I mean we still had business there but it's just like it just goes to show you like people don't care people can't wait to leave a bad review about some shit fast and they'll be quick to leave a good one mm-hmm. so it's like you got these people waiting to the point where they're impatient like oh like I'm tired of waiting on him he's slack does that in the third so Nathan did what I feel like any other good co-worker would do which is step in and give you a cut mm-hmm. you ain't here on time to service your clients which and the fact that everybody clients. else right and then everybody else felt the same way except for i can't remember the dude's name but basically the guy that molly was flirting with what last episode so i just thought that that was very weird like i can't stand a slack ass co-worker especially when your shit follow me you got the we gonna get there we gonna get there mm. so it also cut to a point where it showed us like Issa really stepping in and caring for Molly's family so that way Molly could go off to do work and I'm just like in my head I'm just like these bitches are really working on their friendship like wow I am amazed at two bitches who do not know how to communicate Mm -hmm. making making it work work. like I was shocked yeah like wow like y'all are really going above and beyond for each other to truly just be there and I love that Issa was like reassuring her like bitch your family don't even miss you like they got it you know no update on your mom like really stepping in and truly being what the epitome of a best friend is like I was very proud of Issa in that moment like damn like you really stepping up and showing up I thought mm-hmm. it was very weird I see like Issa and Curtis in that light because I'm like we've never gotten that hint that like they were trying to be a thing like that was weird for them to throw that in there but yeah yeah I got to go back to Suge because I feel like I spaced out. So with Suge, I was very pissed off because Nathan fucking did you a favor. We ain't got to that yet, but we talking about the prequel to that, which was the cuts happening. We haven't got to what I think you about to touch on yet. Thank you. 
Because I was finna tap into his. You was right. You you was ready to get. I was. I was. That's why I was like, we gonna get into that later. Yeah, but he definitely was slack as fuck, and he wrong for eating that man lunch. That's fucked up. That's like I would have been fought you behind that, girl. Okay, you ate my damn face. Like, oh, you ate my tater chips. In my face. I'm gonna beat your ass. No fucking risk. Disrespectful. Okay, well I'm gonna save my wrath for later. Um, very happy for Issa and Molly to be supporting each other. I was I did not have did not have Issa being going out of her way to be there for Molly on my bingo card this season. I did not I did not have her rearranging her life and schedule to be there for Molly and or her family. So mm-hmm. that was beautiful to see. It really was. We love friends that do the work to to build a relationship. We love reciprocation. Okay, two-way streets. So that was nice. And Issa and Curtis were funny as hell. I did not know she had a thing for her brother like that. I really didn't. Did I miss that? Miss what? Get out that Twitter drama. Did I miss um, Issa having a thing for Curtis? No, I just said that. You Yeah, you spaced out on that too. Yeah. I'm like, that was weird. Like, they y'all have never shown us this in this series ever. Like, what? Yeah. Was very weird. Never saw that. Mm-hmm. So that was just a little shocking to see, but it was a little again comedic relief because she just told her about you know her mom and everything. So it was a cute little moment to have. I thought it was funny. Mm-hmm. And then, friend, I fucking know you are a Kofi stand account until the day you die. But Crenshaw is is on my is, is Crenshaw light up getting on my fucking. <laughs> He blew me, but he was so fine while doing it. I couldn't even truly express my anger for the character. You are a biased. See, this is why you you cannot talk about him at all this segment because you're not gonna give us no objective answer. No, I am. I am. I promise. He was pissing me off when I watched it the second time. Okay, <laughs> not after the coochie calmed down. We had to calm down a little bit. It had to just stop for a minute. Oh man. So he really was getting on my fucking nerves. And if y'all follow me on Twitter, I have changed my name to Crenshaw's publicist because he clearly needs one. And he needs somebody to tell him what the fuck to say. Because that nigga act like the baby. Connections. That nigga act like the baby. For real, for real. It's giving the baby. And I'm all for sticking to the fucking man, you know, fuck these whites. And get it how you live. Like I'm all for that. And but at the same time, sometimes you gotta play the white man game to get in those spaces so that you can then change or shake shit up. And maybe sometimes it doesn't require that. But I do think in certain spaces you kind of have to disguise a little bit, play their little game, their chess game, and then get in there and fuck them niggas up once you get up in there. Because Jay Z has businesses, Jay Z has stocks. I'm sure he does business. Mm-hmm. white people he had to learn how to maneuver like them just to get in those arenas so it's like you can't shit on the person who gave you a hand up especially if it's a black hand like she might have had to shuck and job a little bit just to get it but she got it you know what i'm saying and then what you actually got in that space and what did you do you shook shit up and it worked you see what i'm saying so maybe you should have just let her get you in that space and then, okay, you do what you got to do, but then don't shit on her so hard because she did, that was right. all Issa could do. You know what I'm saying? That's all with, as far as like the capacity of power that she had, that's all she could do. So I just feel like he's coming down on her so hard rather than coming down on the motherfuckers who tried to change his show in the first damn place. Child. 
it's a it's two things that I want to address before I get into his ass the way I want to get into his ass. Christian, not Kofi, because I love you, Kofi, so mm-hmm. much. Anyways, um, I had, I had to separate. I can separate the art from the artist. <laughs> okay, Picasso. So I want to say I what upset me was to obviously we've been rooting for Issa since day one she's been so lost she's been so confused as far as like her passion because she's still lost about her fucking life I just don't know when she ever plans to get that together maybe the final episode of Insecure if even then Mm -hmm. um but I feel like we've been rooting for Issa to just like have it together Mm -hmm. um for so long and to see her finally be able to put on um her block party and then turn us into a corporation that's starting to get like actual funding to seeing like Crenshaw trashing trashing her business and he mm-hmm. has such a strong following like that just kind of sucked especially because like you said like nigga she gave you an opportunity mm-hmm. like are really biting the hand that feeds you like and even if she had to play by rules you still did what you did and it got you guys more opportunities but at mm-hmm. the end of the day she was trying to play it the way that she knew how like you said to get that foot in the door mm-hmm. sometimes you do got to play by the rules just to break the rules mm-hmm. and I don't feel like he was respecting that and if y'all had this whole deep conversation that you were talking about y'all had how you related and how it meant something to you and how you know it was beautiful it was a touching moment and then you just minimize that to the fact that like she wouldn't fight for you to be able to scrap your show last minute when she sold them on something else like surely you should understand how it was and gratefully this white man didn't feel a way about the shit you did and it didn't fuck up her whole everything because even though you believe in your art you were willing to fuck up somebody else's vision or somebody else's moment for the sake of your own selfishness. Mm-hmm. Luckily it worked out in your favor. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I want to talk about how his trashing her brand and how people who have platforms can say certain things to people who have small businesses and really fuck up mm-hmm. somebody else's bag because mm-hmm. of the that you have. And so that really bothered me that this other great opportunity she had, which by the way, I don't even that was about to sound real color, so I'm gonna shut up what I was about to say. Bitch, Kofi, not um not Kofi, because duh, he looked good. Coogie, do you watch um The Shy? Or did you watch Black Lightning? No. Girl. Coogie done grew up because I'm like, little Coogie look a little fine and insecure. Oh, cool. the dude that had the the necklace on and the hair it was the guy who was doing most of the talking about like oh they would have to think about it and was like oh you had chris shine oh the light-skinned dude yeah with the hair he played yeah. in the shot he well i never watched it so tell you, okay cool. that is a good show if you want to just kind of randomly binge watch it it's good okay. um anyways though so like yeah like i just didn't like the fact that i feel like the fact that he trashed her and people didn't necessarily know and again it shows how dangerous social media can be when somebody with a platform speaks out on something out of anger you can really fuck up somebody else's bag mm-hmm. and i don't think that a lot of times people think before they speak on social media um or they let an emotional situation turn something into something that is not 
And to be honest, I'ma just say it. The internet is full of a lot of naive people. And there are a lot of people out here who do not know how to think about themselves. And when someone tarnishes your character, your brand or your name, even though these people have never experienced you, it is very hard to drop the narrative that was created the day that you become the main character on the internet because those stories will stick with who people think you are because of an outburst that somebody had about you. Mm-hmm. And obviously we know that Issa is about black shit. That's why she created her fucking space because right. they wasn't doing shit for her at We Got Y'all. So I really hated that like Crenshaw's outburst turned into that. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. That's me. a really, really, really good point. Because I yeah, feel like, like that's one of those situations where, you know, I'm a small business. We both black before we anything. Email me, DM me, call our mm-hmm. business. And like, and the me, fact hey, that she DM him, great. but it was like, you wanted her to publicly argue with you. But we, I think we getting ahead of ourselves because we haven't got to the actual sweatshop situation yet. Right. But, but. I just feel like that's the situation where you can come to somebody one-on-one like if you really want to see me win and you know i want to see you win because i would have never jumped through fucking hoops to get you the opportunity anyway right let's talk one-on-one about what the fuck yeah let's talk one-on-one about how i can move better or what tactic i can use next time or whatever the fuck or give me an opportunity to express my reasoning so i agree it's like that's not that's not a moment to tear another black business down that's no moment to like help us fucking grow together I hope we shouldn't light on like Crenshaw having a birthday because I feel like he screams Virgo male because they are very sassy and very like, you know what I'm saying? It's giving, Crenshaw is giving me Wale a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Little little outburst king. I love Wale though. Sorry, Wallace. Mm -hmm. I do love you, but he is an outburst king. Hmm. Uh, Okay. There's also another Virgo that has a lot of outbursts as well, but we gonna leave that alone. You don't think it's giving a little Aquarius? Um, I don't really know Aquarius men, but besides my granddaddy, my granddaddy is just like, not like that. They can be real, like, they had that moment too, where it's like, oh, you know. Virgo men, Leo men are very, like, sassy. I was going to say Leo was the next one too. Girl, I hate Leo niggas. I I I hate them. I don't really like Leos, period, when I think about it, because the women annoy me too. I don't like Aquarius women, and I don't like Leos. Damn. Yeah, not my, they're not my cup of tea. Anyways, um, so I want to jump to the lawyer's retreat where they were like holding Molly accountable. And just when she was like, dang, I was just like, did y'all like me? And they was like, no, like yeah. straight up, bitch, no. <laughs> she was acting like a little bougie bitch. Yeah, like, like they really got on her ass here. and it was very much, they had Candace projector on her ass. Mm-hmm. And she was trying Remember to check this? the other white lawyer. I mean, other black lawyer. That's how much of a fucking stick up her ass she had. Did you peep BJ? Because I feel like I mentioned before when we did Fuck, Mary Kill, and I was like, BJ, the dude that Molly was sitting next to on the couch is mm. BJ. Okay, um, he was fine. I said, I tweeted, I said, I didn't even, girl, I don't know what the hell was going on. I think they might have mentioned Kofi character too early and i just got distracted because i was anticipating seeing him that i didn't even realize that that was bj sitting next to molly and what made it even worse was they said bj name and i'm like how i missed that because i've been talking about how fine he is since the season that he had his little cameo mm-hmm. like god damn kobe what what is you doing to my brain what 
which season did he have nobody Um, it was the season. Was it last? It might have been last season because she got him an internship. Yeah, it was last season because whatever season she bought. Andrew to the work party. She's like, oh, it can kind of be a work thing for me too. A work thing for you too. He was at that party, but they first showed him earlier in the season because she got him an internship at her law firm before he apparently now became a full-blown lawyer. Hmm. Interesting. Fine. Girl, I don't miss no eye candy. Very fine. Oh no, I saw him the first time as well. He's they beautiful. went to college together, apparently. Mm-hmm. He was younger than her. I think she might have been like, you know, the upperclassmen and they were probably in the same age or some shit like that. But yeah, that, that man fine. So I love the fact that they were like holding her accountable. And, you know, like they asked BJ about her and he was just kind of like giving that look like, you know, Molly going Molly. Mm-hmm. And everybody else just like, yeah, was I really that bad? And everybody was like, uh, yeah, like Jeez. no slack. Yeah, bitch, we didn't like your ass. Straight up, like, bitch, you go walk your ass down to Starbucks just like the rest of us. Like, what you, yeah. what you doing? Acting like you too good. Yeah. I love the fact that they checked her. And girl, why did Molly let loose on these niggas? Showed her old whole ass on Molly time. Okay, okay. It was her waking up with the watch, and I didn't get the significance until I watched it again. Yeah. This, like today, I'm like, what does this watch mean in this candy? Like, I'm so confused. And when she tried to be like, yeah, like I found this watch very like far, far away from, from my room. room. We didn't, did we? And it's like, you done already made this extravagant ass lie and they gonna mm-hmm. ask him in front of everybody if y'all, like, what? And when they, they show her that like, video, you know. when they show her that video of her showing her ass, I'm like, I can't. But Molly was very much me at that tailgate Saturday. Me and Phil had a whole crime mob moment that I do remember. Not a crime mob a moment. Whole, a whole Negro spiritual moment to knuck if you buck, going back and forth, literally the whole song, not breathing at all. Oh, you was like good lick and good weed. Turned up, okay? Turned oh up out that bitch. But yeah, like I I really like the fact that I guess I feel like Molly showed them who she was because it's like now you're more of a person. Because what I did take from that was like Torian obviously had already had a rapport with these ladies because he had already fit in and they've probably already seen Torian's personality outside of it. But maybe the reason why we saw so much of Torian being stuck up and Torian being stank is because we always had to see him through Molly's eyes, which mm-hmm. Molly is a bitch. So yeah. when you greet me with bitchiness, I'm not going to be nice to your ass either. Mm-hmm. So that just kind of, again, made me realize like, I feel like this episode had a lot to do with just like perspective and how people view things. And maybe that wasn't their intention, but that's kind of what caught my attention just from being like a viewer and someone who like really does love film and rom-com and shit like that. And mm-hmm. always having to make a fucking deep moment out of some shit that probably wasn't even that deep but yeah yeah. so that was that now on to motherfucking Crenshaw's sweatshop friend you want to dig in his ass I mean you kind of already did so it it was the brownies it was the brownies and olive branch so I guess that will be my cue to go because I didn't really get on him in that way as far as his interaction with Issa Mm-hmm. so I feel like her making the brownies is just very kind of like girl like it's giving performance just go in there ask that nigga and talk to him you ain't have to bring these niggas no brownies but you know I guess I'm because he did trash as you tried to butter it up a little bit and I said oh look at this man looking like he ready for baptism but you know we're not gonna talk about Kofi we here to talk about Christian so I'm gonna just keep it brief 
Um, yeah. So I just, he just irritated me so bad because it's like, I saw somebody tweet was like, this is why you can't give certain niggas opportunities. And I said, Mama Joy's sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nigga, this is why you cannot give everybody an opportunity because some people will feel so entitled. It's like, they want you to do it how they want them, how they want it to be done, when they want it to be done, exactly how they feel like it should be done. It's just like, my nigga, just be grateful to be in a room. Mm-hmm. And even though y'all bonded, that doesn't mean anything. Sometimes, like we said earlier, you have to play the part in order to get to where you want to be at. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like Issa, like, intentionally tried to undercut him. It was like... Mm-hmm. This is what we sold him on. So let's just get this done, get this funding, and then you could do whatever the fuck whatever it is fuck you want to do. Because obviously, some art that you submitted for me to have in your show was already something you were passionate about. Whatever we sold him on first was obviously already good. So let's get in the door with what we've already sold them. And then that creates more opportunity of him wanting you to come back. Mm-hmm. And then you can do that. But I mean, obviously he went against her will anyways and did whatever the fuck it was that he wanted to do. And it ended up working and it did, you know, push the culture and really expand it beyond what the investor was thinking. But for you to then, and you know what confused me? Cause you know, I live for like the way that, and I can out. I love a black a black show like I just love that this fine ass man works with black production team because I feel like I can tell when a film is shot by one of us by the way that we capture us Mm -hmm. and every show and every movie that he's in there's always the way that he's captured in just such a way you know because I pointed out every single time when they showed him after the show and he kind of gave Issa that look, like, I'm thinking it's, like, one that they in cahoots. So when we get that episode of him, like, bashing her on Twitter, I'm like, where the fuck did that come from? Mm-hmm. Because I thought that was a look of, like, yeah, like, we did it. Yeah, you know, from the preview. Everything was okay. It was just very confusing to me. So it's, like, for you to even go this hard on her because of a conversation that y'all had personally and like she didn't embarrass you nobody even knew the behind the scenes of what happened so for you to shit on somebody that gave you an opportunity to get yourself out there even more and funded by white folks are you stupid Mm -hmm. like that really did irk me that he did that shit to her so I was just kind of like you know okay like I mean I want to be mad but I also want to still see this man on TV so I was kind of in between a rock and a hard place like you pissing me off like girl take your fucking brownies and go my brownies wouldn't even hit anyway I would have kept I would have wanted the brownies but um I just he's I just feel like that was petty very petty and a very bad move because now she's gonna be hesitant to work with your ass again. Because now you the way you show your ass when things aren't done exactly your way, like you said. So it's giving I just wanna see Crenshaw do better. I wanna it's giving Pisces, man. That too. Cause I do know a few touch Pisces, Nick. It's Double one Pisces. for five years. Bless. Um Whew. okay, so the manipulation. The narcissism. <laughs> yeah. So this barbershop. Now let, now you can dig into Suge ass because he literally the first Bro, like, it really pissed me off because, first of all, 
you deflecting from the real problem, which is your ass can't show up at work on time and you got your nose up your ass. So you choose to take that moment as an opportunity to, what's the word I'm looking for? Deflect. Not deflect and also kind of like put this man's business on front street like with your bipolar ass people in the shop i don't know probably already know he disappears and has his moments and you're gonna sit here and point out a mental illness that this man truly has it's just like mm, that made me upset i was so upset and i wanted nathan to just lay his ass out. But I'm happy he was a bigger person and he didn't take that route. But it just broke my heart because Nathan did, he saved that nigga's fucking client, you know, and said, I'll go ahead and do his hair, whatever, whatever. And this is how you repay him. It just hurt my heart because I feel like Nathan's in a season where he's giving to people. He's very giving and of his time and he's trying to really show that he's changed and people low-key keep shitting on him or take advantage of him. That shit was, it was just kind of like, what was the reason? Because yeah. like you said earlier, like, bitch, Nathan did you a favor. He didn't have to cut your motherfucking clients. But for the sake of business mm-hmm. and the fact that everybody in that bitch is a licensed barber because you want to show up on your time. And, you know, I can't stand a motherfucker that come in and think that they the star of anything, mm-hmm. especially when you are a part of something that's a team and especially a business. That's mm-hmm. what I was saying earlier. If a motherfucker go on a Yelp review because they looking for a new restaurant or a barber shop in the area or whatever the case may be, and they see bad reviews based upon people just not getting their way some people won't even give it a chance to have an experience for themselves because of what other people have said mm-hmm. so you keep it obviously it's a thing because everybody had an issue with what you were doing you're not showing up because my thing is if i book a fucking hair appointment at one o'clock and i know my service only takes two hours and i expect you to see me at one o'clock i expect to be walking out that fucking door two thirty, three o'clock two thirty, mm-hmm. no later than three o'clock but mm-hmm. you come in late enough to the point where not only am I supposed to be in the chair now, but you is, I'm supposed to be in a chair now. There's also somebody else who you're supposed to be taken care of before me that hasn't even been seen. And you're not even at the facility. Like, are you crazy? Mm-hmm. No, somebody else would have had to do my hair too. Or I would have been pissed and I would have got my money back. But you think that because you're bringing in a celebrity clientele or this, that, and the third, and then for him to say like, oh, like, I was going to do X, Y, Z, but and now I'm going to just keep on myself. And then for him to be like, oh, Nathan got his booth rent because he took his client. Bitch, how the fuck was you going to take your client money if your client would have left? Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, he did your work. Like, are you stupid? Like, I don't like people like that. People who just think that they can just come in and show up and like, I just don't like shit like that. Like, if you a part of a team and a team ain't got to be a shit ton of people, it could be two people. Mm-hmm. you don't inconvenience motherfuckers and then expect them to still owe you something or feel entitled and then for him to throw out the fact that nathan is bipolar really pissed me off because not only was that not anybody else's business that may not have even known that mm-hmm. that nigga helped you out and instead of you being grateful like you should have fucking been you took that as a opportunity to be disrespectful demeaning and crazy to him. And then, what's the girl named Keisha? That's her name, right? The other girl in the salon? The shop? Yeah, I think so. You, she gave you the opportunity to backpedal. Like, trying to talk about her since you always like, oh, give it to Nathaniel, soft ass. And see, it's like, what? Why Why is your energy? She gave you the opportunity to redeem yourself. And you chose to dig deeper into Nathan's ass for helping you out. And Nathan looked like he wanted to knock that nigga out. And he equally like he wanted to cry. And I'm like, oh, I know mm-hmm. that place of anger. 
I know that place ain't going. You want to beat a bitch ass that all you could do is cry because you know if you touch him, you going to prison for murder. Mm-hmm. Not even for assault and battery, for murder. That's like the type where you fucking squeeze a nigga head to the point where they fucking head. Bro. Yeah. That's the anger, the wrath. Let me tell you something. Kendrick, you pop. Kendrick played that. <laughs> he embodied everything that it meant to be angry in that yeah. moment. Rage was in that nigga eyes. He definitely, he gives me the Michael Ely. I would love to see Kendrick in a, I don't even watch scary movies, but I feel like he would play a very good villain or some, or like a murderer in a movie. Mm-hmm. He's got that look about him. He do. It's very. That's my pitch. Dominant too. Mm-hmm. I would be afraid of him. I would not. But yeah, that, that really did, that, that shit hurt my feelings deeply because it was just like, that and then I didn't like the fact that I feel like nobody really stood up for Nathan. Yeah, nobody. Like, you they all like bowed to that nigga. Like y'all don't want him to leave, but like y'all don't want him to leave so much to the point that y'all won't even stand up for the nigga that has ownership in the fucking shop. Like, are you crazy? That shit's yeah. annoying. So I definitely I felt horrible for Nathan in that moment to the point where I was like, what else can you do other than just leave? Mm-hmm. And we would have still been short on blueprint because, bitch, I'm not paying your shit. Suck my dick. <laughs> Suck my dick. <laughs> Child. Well, we got to get into Molly and Torian's. Like, their relationship starts to shift. And it starts with them having her back. Yes, that presentation. It was just, it's very weird, I feel like, to see Molly and Torian, like, getting along. And immediately, I was just like, no, no, ill, 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 no, mm-mm. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see. I don't want to see. I don't want to see it. Nope. 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 Can't unsee Torian as a dweeb. Can't unsee it. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. That coochie is lonely. You are going through something. Your mother is sick. Don't let that be the reason why your coochie fall into hands that it don't need to be in, Molly. Mm-hmm. But he really had her back, and I felt like, why do you have your phone on vibrate, knowing that you're an important meeting? Like, either you're gonna be there for your family, or you're gonna handle important business. But I love the fact that like Torian obviously saw like, you know, something is going on. Let me sleep in and let me save the day so she can just stop looking crazy in front of these people. Mm-hmm. But I guess it was a part of it for me also felt like my ass is on the line too. So bitch, you ain't about to fuck this up for me either. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, I I too kind of felt a resistance in my spirit of like, what is this? This is odd and Nasty. I don't want to see romance between them. But it was the lighting or the fucking close-up shots because i felt like we were very fucking close to torian's face throughout this whole episode and Mm -hmm. maybe that just made us feel a little more intimate and more connected to him because he softened towards me as far as his his care his character development and like personality and everything and that's just the science of fucking cinematography the psychological shit behind that because i really feel like we're used to seeing him in cold fluorescent lights in the office and this episode, I think, was the first time we saw him in warm settings, like warm lighting, gentle. Mm. And I think that shit is done for a reason. You see what I'm saying? And then we have, we normally see him like mid wide shots, which is like detached, farther apart. And we got mm. more like shoulder it up or closer with him this episode. And maybe I'm tripping, but I, I just saw a huge contrast just simply in how he shot, which I think made me, as the episode went on, just feel a little more connected to him. You know, uh-uh. okay, this is cute. And so it was really cool to see him for the first time have her back in that presentation and later on have a really 
personal and deep conversation with her um, and talk about the fuck, the shit that we all go through is balancing work life and personal life and all that shit as a black person. Yeah. <laughs> that shit is hard. And how real it is to have to exist in these spaces, these predominantly white spaces yeah. whilst dealing with shit that they don't understand is a privilege to them. Mm-hmm. Um, this them having their heart to heart and her opening up to Tori about her mom and then him relating to her with like, you know, when we had XYZ going on, my brother was going through this cancer treatment and she was just like, mm-hmm. wow, like you still managed to like rock it and yeah. still be rude. That part did make me laugh because I'm just like, Torian definitely was addicted to her, but it's like, but bitch, you were also a bitch to them. So yeah. like the reason why you probably got that side of Torian is because of how you were to them. And I really related to Torian that moment because I'm like, you know, I say this all the time. It's like, sometimes I think a lot of people can get the wrong perception of me of like me just being hard and me being a bitch but I feel like the people who genuinely get to know me like know that I really am a sweet and sensitive ass person but like if you disrespect me why would you expect for me to give you the kind side of me like no bitch suck my dick who are you talking to like that's very much what it's gonna give why the fuck would I be gentle with a bitch that's trying me drink every time CC says suck my dick like I just don't I don't understand you know what I'm saying? It's just like, like I said, it. this episode was a lot of like reflecting and like really having to like understand perspective. Like you get what you give. So if you are nasty to someone, why would you expect them to be gentle to you? And like, we've known Molly's character from jump to just always be a bitch. Mm-hmm. Like just period. And I feel like, you know, Torian is definitely, he still gives me dweeb. But, like, I really appreciated the moment of him and Molly just kind of, like, you know, being able to get along. But in some weird-ass, corny-ass way, I could see him and Molly maybe being together. And, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. I ain't never experienced this because I don't like to deal with dweeb niggas. But some of the girls say dweebs be, be throwing a thing. They be throwing a thing. You know what I'm saying? So the yeah, yeah, like I, the be throwing that thing, sis. So I don't know. Oh it God. might be, you know. I definitely could relate to the work is not important in real life moment because I have been on the job where I put that job before my physical and mental and emotional health and about fucking lost it and had to just quit that damn job. So I and it was basically the pressures of one, being the only black person in the company to so constantly feel like I got to prove my damn self. And then two, having this like perfectionist complex of how like I just, I can't quit. Like if I quit, it equates to failure. When bitch, if you fucking pass out, you can't do shit, can you? If you in a coma, you can't do not near one project. So it was just coming to grips like, bitch, we have to prioritize ourselves for this fucking job because you can croak and this job gonna have somebody new hired in three days. So that hit me hard because I had to learn the lesson of how to choose me over a job. Like a check is great, but you want to be able to get that check and still sleep at night and still be eating and function. I I love that he knows that. You already know I'm an advocate. I'm very much pro quit that fucking job. Like, period. My mental health, and I had to learn that, like I said, when I quit my first big girl, corporate America, Fortune 500, the type of job people were like, oh my God, like, it's such a good job. It's just like, 
every job that's good for your pockets is not good for your mental health. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the reason why some of those jobs pay what they pay is not because they value you is because of how fucking stressful the job is. Mm -hmm. And to deal with it from customers to having to deal with it from like just co-workers and management mm -hmm. some shit is just not worth it and like you yep. really have to value your own life more than you value the job that you work because i can't pour from an empty cup mm -hmm. if i'm still irritated by some shit you did to me yesterday i can't come into this job and be nice to you today because i'm still mad about yesterday mm -hmm. like yeah like i really appreciate that even torian's uptight ass had to let her know like nigga like work cannot be more important than your real life you really need to like make sure you are good which is why you know even though she did choose to come to the retreat instead of staying with her mom in the hospital like girl that's great for your career but what about your real life because mm -hmm. you only got one mama you know what i'm yeah. saying yeah. like and i understand being like okay this is what's going on with your mom you don't um have the opportunity to like change anything like you can't do anything to change your mom's state so go do work but if you know you're gonna be worried about your mom then i would have just stayed out of work mm -hmm. but that's just me i'll find yeah. any reason to, to not go to work so you know anything i'm like damn wake up and just not feel good the mm -hmm. sky a little different today i think I, that means i need to stay home a little gloomy i think i want to just lay down yes insecure is very good at taking very heavy moments and turning it into like a light-hearted comedic relief moment so i really appreciate the second dream sequence because for a second day it kind of got me until i heard what condola was saying i was like oh here we go mm -hmm. to another fucking dream sequence mm -hmm. she was like oh you ordered that too we got the same taste i said that's yeah that's what i was gonna hear this bullshit again here you can see that you can see the twinkle in condola's eyes we got the same taste it's like oh this is a bush friend <laughs> all i could do was just rub my head because i'm like y'all know we don't like this lady um less about her getting pregnant by lawrence but i feel like even though she could probably tell that Issa was not cool and i and i guess i kind of understand her taking the phone back but i don't like the way she treated Issa because of the fact that lawrence still loved Issa. when you told lawrence that he was a fling so why are mm -hmm. you mad that you friends with his ex like she was such a weird bitch to Issa. yeah very weird her whole personality changed with no explanation to Issa at all. And it was just like, why the fuck you mad at me? Why are you being weird to me? Girl. Like, I didn't do shit to you. Girl, okay. Like, just irk the shit out of that me. That dream sequence was funny as fuck. You know that long stroke? It's longer. Girl. Yeah, I felt that in Girl, my face. I said, that. Ooh. And when she said, she was like, yeah, he makes a billion dollars a week. Dick grew two inches too. Yeah, he got longer. I said, I know that's right. To um, this? Yeah. Stress me out. It's not that ring he got you out the shopping mall. That mall ring he got you. It's Damn, bigger. Fucking bitch. It's bigger. It's bigger. When she slapped the shit out of Issa, I said, oh my God. I just, I can't. And it she was just like her train. just getting up there and it's like, why are you continuously thinking about Kendola? Why, bitch, why are you getting street tacos? Like, did y'all bitches go there while y'all was working together for the event? Like, I'm confused. Why was that so significant that you would think, to think about her in that moment? Like, that's just so... That shit is haunting her. So fucking weird. Like, but I did say I wanted to throw up for her when she saw them in that hospital. I'm not gonna lie. They would have had to admit my ass right there because I would have threw the fuck up. For real. 
But mm-hmm. I'm just like, you know, that that shit was just, oh, bless. I just can't. So this is another moment taking it back after they made everything so like serious with Molly and Torian. Going back to Molly's mom finally waking up and her being so excited to share that news with Torian. I'm like, what is going on here? Mm-hmm. Please, what is going on? Because it's making me very uncomfortable. I think she was just happy as fuck. They had just had a personal moment after the presentation mm-hmm. talking about their personal life and how he experienced family health issues and how she experienced family health issues. So I think mm-hmm. because they had bonded over it and she was just so fucking excited, she had literally just got the call. I probably would have the same thing. Like, I probably would have said that to the butler. My mom woke up. Like, I would have just been that damn happy. I probably would have just shared that news with anybody. And I think she was just more so happy as fuck that her mom was conscious and so the first person she made contact with within those you know five minutes she just couldn't contain herself and she was happy to see him of course because they did have that intimate moment a few nights ago so i think they just connected on a different level they may have a little friendship that's a little further than just a co-workership so maybe she just felt like you know she had built a level of trust with him it was not even just that i'm talking about that awkward moment of her acting like she wanted to kiss him because of the news about her mom you didn't peep that no you know i think shit like that makes people want to do My- weird things like i think death does that to people and like Girl, I don't i'm know, glad this- i ain't never experienced no death that like that me neither but some people oddly like want to be sexual in the midst of grief or like weird traumatic moments they just get horny I don't understand it. And I, don't, I didn't get the kiss thing either. Because I thought they were just like friends. Just like kind of being mm-hmm. cool. And then it got... That was awkward. Like it, it was like... Yeah, okay, he, are we he very here? much... And, and it was very much like Torian bringing her that treat. The, the souvenir bag. Whatever it was that he said right, it right. was. And like the conversation should have ended. But he like said this one weird thing to keep the conversation going on with Molly. It was just like, Kelly Pranny, what is this? Turn this shit off. I don't want to see this weird thing. (laughs) It was weird. It was definitely weird. And I don't know, maybe she'll talk about that with the girls in the next episode. Like, I think I have a thing for a coworker. I don't know. You know, it's, it's always some random shit with Molly. So who knows? I'll save that for predictions though. Girl, like it's yeah, it was it was giving very weird. But I am glad that Molly's mom is a blessed because whew, child, I we ain't have to deal with no death for real and insecure. And I would like to keep it lighthearted, please. I understand we talk about a lot of real life shit, but just let's just please, please, please. Back to what pissed me off and where I feel like I'm gonna spend a good bit of my time. Mm-hmm. Issa and Nathan being back at this apartment. I'm gonna just start out. Issa's lack of support when it comes down to Nathan's emotional state, when she is also being emotional, frustrates me. Because I feel like to be a partner, you have to also understand that just because you are having a bad day does not mean that you need to make your partner have a bad day as well or make mm-hmm. their day worse. Mm-hmm. And Issa is definitely that type of bitch. You feel in a way because of the Crenshaw shit. You also feel a way because of the dream sequences that you keep having about Lawrence that have nothing to do with Nathan. And like, 
you are taking out the fact that Nathan has not said he loves you back, which you don't even give a fuck. It's like I tweeted and I said, Nathan telling her that he loves her is not the band-aid that Issa wants it to be because bitch at the end of the day is no band-aid big enough to cover up the fact that you are still absolutely in love with Lawrence Mm -hmm. so trying to force this man to tell you that he loves you when you don't even when that shit's really not even gonna hold no weight with you is annoying as fuck let that man eat his goddamn top ramen in peace shit not top ramen and she she blew me so and then not only that like her making his bad day about her like Nathan was like damn like you not even gonna ask what I'm going yeah. through like always like ragging on me mm-hmm. and I appreciate that he t- he really got on her ass and told her about her exactly like, because she needed to hear it you all over the place you you are literally all over the place like you don't know how to make a solid you don't know how to make or stand in the solid decision of your own like mm-hmm. Jesus shit he and I mean, and it's like I didn't. I felt like I don't really like when people say how they really feel about you out of spite once they get angry or upset. Girl, but I do appreciate Nathan telling her what it was because although he didn't say it last episode, the eyes when he was talking when she was talking about her mom being all the place, he was like, "Mm-hmm, sounds familiar." Yep. And what are you looking at me like that for? Because bitch, you okay? You, you. You are all over the place. Like, what you what you mean? Like, I really appreciate it when he told Catch her. That like, preview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what? Oh, no way. Oh, that's crazy. But like, I, yeah, like I appreciate that Nathan told her about herself. Now, what I also want to talk about is how I feel like Issa just never faces her conflicts. And this is like pot calling the kettle because I'm very much a bitch that like if something is just too uncomfortable, I don't want to talk about it. I would rather let the friendship go than to talk about it. Mm -hmm. If it's like that type of deep, but I feel like, how can I say this? If I don't try to rectify a situation, it's because deep down in my heart, I know that our relationship is not, I don't, is important too mean to say? No. I thought he was nodding your head yes and saying no. I didn't well, let you finish your sentence. No. I didn't but, let you finish your oh. sentence. I don't think it's oh. like too mean to say. I feel like it's honest. But I'm sure there's another, yeah. another word you can find rather than like not important enough. Maybe like you I don't feel like it has not give it maintained its value to me to the point where it's worth it for me to address certain things because the way that I feel is like while you are not entitled to anybody's love, anybody's loyalty, anybody's allegiance. There are just certain things that if you disrespect me to the point where I don't feel like addressing it, I would expect us to have been better than that for me to even feel like it's worth saving it. Because I feel like if we get into a disagreement because like we have a little childish splat and we able to talk about it, cool. But if you do some shit that is intentionally hurtful to me and I feel like we should have been better than that, I'm probably not going to address it. I'm just probably going to not fuck with you because I don't want to put myself in a position to be gaslighted Mm -hmm. about something that you know you dead ass wrong about. And Mm -hmm. then the conversation also becomes is, you know you was dead ass wrong for doing it. So why would you do it to me if you considered me your friend? You know what I'm saying? So um, I feel like, conversations that should and could be talked about when it is Issa the one that has done wrong 
she avoids accountability and wanting to talk about it. And mm-hmm. I don't like that. Yeah. I I agree with that. Um, damn. Man, I agree. I think that Issa needs to definitely be the fuck alone. I think she needs to just slow down on the men, you know, and mm-hmm. take a break. And maybe the fuck she'll find herself in the midst of all that. Maybe she can quiet some of the voices and get some clarity and figure out what the fuck she want. Because how you expect a man to meet your needs, bitch, if your needs change every day? So, I don't know. I think she just needs some time to figure out who she is and figure out what the fuck she wants and heal. Didn't Nathan call her inconsistent? Yeah. I said that that's the word. She's very inconsistent. Very inconsistent. And to call you inconsistent, you gotta know something wrong with your ass. Because, nigga, they are inconsistent C- in a big word, you know, called Joe as inconsistent. I, he felt that deep, so I, I agree. That. And then, yeah, she didn't ask him nothing about what was going on with him. It was all about her. Why are you acting weird? Why are you being like this? Why can't you? Why? Did, and not even checking on him at all. And I don't know how was your day? What's going on? You know, why you want to leave the barbershop? What's going on with you? you know, why you feel like you? What's what's happening? Mm-hmm. It's all about her. And I can't stand all about you as motherfucker. I don't care if you're a man or a woman. Like, can you hear me for once, please? And not just hear yourself. Can you actually think about something that doesn't have anything to do with you? Do you have that capability? So it just it just felt very selfish because I feel like Nathan is he has been multiple times the listening ear for her and the shoulder for her and don't say shit about himself he's just there he's just present mm. he's just supportive and bitch you can't do that for me one time your selfish ass but your hoe ass <laughs> didn't nathan not nathan and then uh lawrence call her a hoe you out here hoeing <laughs> then lawrence call her a hoe you it's your hoe ass with your hoe it was very much given a scholar. Didn't he a, do that out on the sidewalk? A scholar walker. <laughs> you was out here being a hoe. <laughs> Not as given a scholar. You out here being a hoe with your hoe ass. Um, I'm sorry. But he never, Nathan ain't, wouldn't, ain't never done that. He called your ass inconsistent. He was respectful about it at least. And that shit beat her ass because it was true. It did. It, and it's, it's still on her ass. And I can't wait to see her friends. I hope they tell her about her fucking self. That's going to be my prediction. Um, I have to talk about the childish ass space between her and Nathan on that couch. Girl, that's, that's, that couch that shit had me crying. They on that girl, damn arm. Girl, they weren't even on an arm, bitch. You know, you know the part, the little part of the couch that fit around the arm? Mm-hmm. The little corner piece? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nathan been so mad at her. He moved his goddamn wine out the book over. I said, Lord Jesus. This train about to sit. for that little piece on the couch. They about, nigga, they about to sit here with their eyes focused on the TV, okay? Not blinking, not looking out the corner of their eye, nothing. Mm. Them niggas is upset. You hear me? But Nathan deserves every right to be upset because Issa is really a selfish self serving bitch sometimes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like i understand how her and molly can connect that shit just child mm-hmm. i i can't um yeah it's just well, stressing me out um, um 
I think their communication yeah. is fucking poor. I have never seen such, well, I have such poor communication between two adults. Like no one is saying anything. No one is saying what's actually on their mind and no one is addressing any elephants or like y'all clearly don't like confrontation, like clearly. And it, like no one here likes it. And so it's just not getting done. Y'all just look at each other weird. It's a moment of silence. And you just stay silent. I could not imagine because I, I could not imagine being in a relationship like that. I would lose my fucking mind. I got to say how I feel. I got to talk about it. Like, we're going to talk about this right now. Today, tonight. Wow. That could not be me. That Their communication is like watching, I don't know, what the fuck. It's like watching some animals in the wild because they ain't saying shit. They just moving around. Like, it's just, <laughs> do something. Say something. It's just weird. It is so weird to me. Because they close to 30 or a little over 30. You're grown. <laughs> they be why bitch you going through shit i won't even say my age because bitch i'm getting close to their age they going through shit that people your age be going through exactly exactly that's what i'm saying y'all they they're they're characters are like 40 30 it's giving giselle and robin what y'all doing molly and Issa for sure what y'all doing what are y'all doing melanin mayhem you know they said green eye bandits girl melanin mayhem girl Oh Lord, that should be Christian's t-shirt sweatshirt. I need that integrity sweatshirt. That shit was kind of was hard. nice. That was, it was hard. Nice. Okay, um, like I just, I just don't understand, girl. It was quick. It was quick. I told you, I straight to the point this week. Straight to the point because we we ran out last week, and I was very pissed editing the episode. Yo, you- <laughs> I was very pissed. Very pissed. You've been moving this boat along, bitch. Cause that was your okay. Like two hours. Okay, bitch. Okay, I think pissed. Okay, what? Well, and it, they didn't even give us that much. I don't even know how the hell that shit got that because we was fucked up. So yeah. that's why in the first episode. Yeah, we can't move along today. I'm listen. fucked up today. So, girl, I'm screaming. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so we want to talk about next week's preview. Issa not being sure about Nathan because they had a question from this. I guess they were doing self-care Sunday is what Mm -hmm. it looked like. Like self-care Sunday on steroids. And there was a question that came up that said, if you had to spend the rest of your life with the last person you had sex with, would you be happy or something like that? And Issa was like, "Mm, like, I don't know. Like me and Nathan are really on the outs. And it's like, bitch, y'all are on the outs because of you. Because Nathan has been sure for a very long time how he feels about you. Mm -hmm. You have been unsure about how you feel about him because you are still chasing the nigga that was sleeping on your couch for five years mm-hmm. and to see him give or start this life that you always expected to be you with another woman is eating your ass up and you don't know how to let that shit go and be in this new relationship that you act like you want to be in so don't put that shit on nathan because that shit is on you mm-hmm. so her friends get on her ass, basically. Like, you're not sure about Nathan, and like, it's just the sequences of like everything that's happening. And I wonder who House Lawrence showed up to with the baby. I feel like it was him popping up to drop the baby back off to Condola. I don't know. We'll see next Me too. week. But I feel like that's what it was. Cause like, nigga, why the fuck would you be showing up to Issa's house? I feel like it's either it might either be Chad's um house for a play date, like a daddy daughter, a daddy date with simone and chad yeah they be taking um, random ass scenes and making them all yeah. big and be small as fuck right i feel like it might be that or him dropping the baby back off at condola's house or maybe him bringing the baby to see chad because we need a chad comedic relief moment mm-hmm. um 
but yeah like next week's episode really didn't give me much other than them basically kind of like holding the mirror up to Issa and be like bitch we see you you need to see yourself yeah that was this is what it is I was like, oh, yeah shit. like let's let's get on her ass so that's what I got from this week, next week's preview I feel like next week is gonna be the star of the pivot mm-hmm. next week is gonna be the start of like why these last four episodes are her favorite episodes so I feel like this next episode like you said her friends are gonna hang the mirror up and say bitch it's time for some accountability yes. it's time for some self-awareness here and I think Issa's gonna have a like big draws McGraw moment and become a fucking woman and be like okay I gotta get my shit together like once and for all not for play play and I think it's just gonna change the trajectory of things I feel like she's gonna make some clear sound decisions after Condola telling her to stand on her decisions was also something that I caught that, bitch, was, that was some weird weird shit in that little dream sequence like bitch not you mm-hmm. prophesying not you saying own your decisions and stand on your shit like mm-hmm. that kind of gave me goosebumps even when I watched it the second time that that moment I don't know what the fuck it was getting goosebumps so I was like mm-hmm. I think that's gonna really be important um yeah i i don't i don't know if we're gonna get a whole lot from lawrence and the baby and condola but like you said i think they're gonna make a little flash moment because we we're going into the eye of the earthquake you know and we finna get a little turbulence before they land this season and i think it's just gonna be a maybe maybe he drops the baby off to go meet up with Lisa. maybe he drops the baby off so he can call i don't fucking know but maybe it'll be a small moment that leads to a big moment Cause, you know they good for shit like that um that's all i really remember from that preview it was like lawrence and the girls and back to lawrence and the girls i don't know but that's the most that i have i think it'll be a good moment for molly too maybe like i said she'll open up about tori and maybe say she got a little thing for him i don't know maybe she see him in a different light curious about him and, and wondering if she should bite at it and maybe they're going to her as leave that shit alone <laughs> so um they were having like a little gentle moment with Tiffany and maybe that'll be a moment of them reflecting on her having that kind of not really I guess breakdown but like when she kind of went AWOL that day uh, maybe that'll be a moment where they reflect on that you know and talk about how motherhood has been for her lately and how she's adjusted and how um I forget her husband's name how he's Derek. through it Derek yeah so maybe that'll be a reminiscent opportunity um and then kelly maybe that'll be her moment to kind of shine in the group because you know she does they put her in the background a lot and so maybe that episode will be a chance for them for her to shed light on the new things going on in her life or you know new revelations she had about herself and open that up with the group in an effort to maybe allow them to see her more and really see her for the real kelly so that we get maybe have a vulnerable moment with kelly girl i'm waiting on the episode where kelly is like yeah because we still haven't gotten it we we might get that moment i think there's gonna be a little slice supply slice supply a little slice on your ass okay okay a little slice of pie for each of the ladies as far as like intimate moments i think Easton's gonna have her moment molly and so on and i think it'll just be one of those cute little episodes where it's like everybody gets equal time you know, if that makes sense. We get a little closer snapshot of each of them with a little sprinkle of Lawrence and that baby or somebody else 
So those are my predictions. So I feel like one, the bitch is gonna make Issa see herself. So we are in agreement about that. I think that when they make her see herself, she's going to realize that she needs to walk away from Nathan because she very much still loves Lawrence. And maybe that will confirm Nathan's decision of like this barbershop pissing me off. I didn't, this bitch told me that she loved me. And now she's trying to tell me that she loves her ex. I'm really about to take my ass back to Houston because I'm sick of you weird ass LA bitches. Mm-hmm. I feel like um, Molly and Torian's relationship is going to carry on. Like maybe while she's at self-care Sunday, her and Torian are going to be doing a little bit of texting. And it mm-hmm. slips out that, you know, her and Torian are kind of like, actually cool they're probably gonna start hanging out a little bit more. i like that um as far as lawrence with this baby i feel like maybe he may be going on a play date with simone and Derek because simone and Derek. well Derek is Derek is tiffany's husband and tiffany is one of Issa's good friends so maybe he feels like if he uses the baby as a play date, he can get to Derek to get information about Issa to see if Issa mentioned seeing him in the hospital mm. or see how Issa is doing. So you don't even care about your kids playing. You're just trying to get the tea on Issa because you also still love that her. That old thing. That's a nice one there. So I feel like that's going to be something Doug along deep, the line. And then it's going to be like, you know, them talking and he's trying to get the scoop on Issa and like we're equally watching Issa like decompress her like real authentic feelings that she's trying to like she don't still have for Lawrence Mm -hmm. and maybe the episode after that it'll jump into them finally like actually seeing each other again and having to have that conversation because they're in the same space instead of being awkward so Mm -hmm. I don't know we'll see I feel like she gonna take her ass back to Lawrence and maybe her and Lawrence might rekindle and then her and Crenshaw fuck and then Lawrence like damn bitch you cheat on me again and that's how insecure close out and I won't be mad at that because girl that, I'm sorry, I'm you know this. with your abilities Miss Cleo I would not doubt Can't that please. I actually feel like that that type of shit could possibly fucking happen I don't want to see Issa and Crenshaw fuck at this point I don't understand the point of it and I, I really don't need to see it so I want to say I don't see that happening, but with the way you fucking predict shit, I've, I need to learn not to doubt. So I feel like it's too much tension between her and Crenshaw to let that tension go to waste. Because either they're going to really hate each other or it's going to be a hate fuck. It might be. Because you know he looked into our eyes and said we connected. Well, let's just stop. Because we can, I connected with you. I don't want to go off in the tangent. Because okay. I have something. We're almost done. About that. And it ain't got shit to do with Crenshaw. I got something to do with the actual person. Okay. So. We're going we're gonna to land this point. Yeah, we're we going to stop yes. that because we, we run out. Yeah. So anyways. <laughs> um. So we talked about next week's preview. Damn, we done skipped ahead to the fucking predictions and ain't do what's tea or what was said, sweetie. <laughs> the, pre- the, oh shit. Y'all, this how you know this shit running long. So we gonna spin this shit backwards. We gonna go to the what's tea segment. Damn. We'll ask a question based upon what happened on the show. And there are two questions this week, but they're very quick. First one is how do you deal handle? How do you handle negative work environments? I quit. Hello, my answer too. We ain't even got to dwell on that. I will. I will quit a motherfucking job so bad. You fuck with my mental health or my patients. I feel like it's a possibility I might go to jail, bitch. You know that Nene Leakes gift? Bye. <laughs> she had the shades on. Out that bitch. Okay? Gone. <laughs> Gone. 
So I wanted to talk about just a play on um, with Crenshaw and Issa. We talked about it on a personal aspect on the last episode and like being in a relationship. But I wanted to talk about how you portray yourself or how you conduct yourself on social media playing a part in your business or people jeopardizing your business. So how important do you feel? Um, how important is your social media presence to your brand? Like, how, how do you feel? Like, you know, you have a few other things going on, obviously, you know, working. How, how do you feel about your, your social media presence and its ability to like affect your brand? Are you someone who separates business from personal? Like, how, how do you do that? So I'm in marketing. So naturally I feel like your social media is a part of your brand and a certain extent of your personal life is a part of your brand too, because humanization factor. But I, I care about my image, but at the same time, I don't give a fuck. And I think what I mean by that is like, I want to make sure people know that I'm a loving, caring, compassionate person who cares about humanity, who is I'm a good person, but at the end of the day, your perspective or opinion of me doesn't necessarily matter that much. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So I enjoy letting people get a little small snapshot of, snapshot of my life and kind of knowing me as princess, the person and, you know, my struggles and challenges and triumphs and all that bullshit. I think all that is important. But I think it's a matter of not letting it like control and dictate you to the point where you don't even like you lose yourself, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important. It allows people to relate, but I don't think you should let it control every aspect of your life and every and and how you move. Like every way that you move shouldn't be dictated by social media, in my opinion. Yeah. Just be yourself. That's my PBS special. For me, I feel like so. I guess I had two separate things to say. So I feel like I, when I was still working in corporate America, I was very protective over like my personal social media, like this, like Twitter, being able to be myself because I think that I am a very funny, sometimes inappropriately funny person. Mm -hmm. And I've never, and you know what's so crazy? It's like, I'm so open and so vocal, but I've never really locked my Twitter per se. Mm-hmm. Um, but when like I go to work with people or even now like being in school, like I'm not, you don't need to follow me on social media. You'll need to be on my social media, but it's like, but I have other public platforms like shit that produces reels and TikToks where I can easily mm-hmm. land on somebody's shit that knows me and have access to my shit like that. But I'm very much a person where I felt like I always needed to separate my personal from my business. But I realized like sometimes people care about your talent, but people will fall in love with your personality, which will make them follow whatever the talent is. So that's why I got to be a self-made bitch and I have to work for nobody so I can continue Mm -hmm. to be myself because there are so many people whose journey I have followed and the things that they're, that they do because I've been following them as a person and like I fuck with how they've branched out Mm -hmm. so I guess I kind of had to look at it from that sense but to the point that I was speaking on like the brand of like just Crenshaw I've said earlier like 
and I probably said it like three times during this recording that people you just gotta be careful sometimes with some of the shit that you say on social media because we see it all the time like shit that a celebrity might have said when they was maybe 16 or 17 and still ignorant they grown as women people want to hold you accountable for shit that you tweet or shit that you said years ago when Mm -hmm. it's not like there hasn't been a whole dash in between that time for you to grow up and mature and nobody's thinking oh let me go and search just and delete so i mean maybe people are now especially people who are trying to have a career or people who have a good publicist you know, that would be a, line, a good line, Crenshaw publicist, to mm-hmm. go through delete um, shit that, you know, you said that was maybe problematic, but I feel like, you know, you just, I, with social media, you just never know because it can go from people laughing with you to you being the main character very quickly. Mm-hmm. So I would say, like, if you do have a personal business or you work for a business, I don't understand people who put their real government, like, everything on the internet Ooh, yeah bitch never i don't even like for people to call me by my fucking government name on the internet because mm-hmm. i don't need nobody being able to just go type Google some shit, shit in yep. and my shit pull up you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. i just don't like shit like that so like when i was in the job market and like looking for jobs i would literally like um put my shit on private Mm-hmm. so that way while I was in the process until at least until I got hired if somebody googled my name because it's obviously on my resume nothing would pull up mm-hmm. because people are very weird in that way and we obviously we see it all the time where people do some racist shit or whatever the case may be and a motherfucker will find out their whole life story in 0.5 seconds and now mm-hmm. your career ruined because of something that you said that either got posted or something that you did on social media um so i think that is very important if you are still working in a public space um you can say oh like you know my views don't reflect that but sometimes people don't care like oh you got this person that's saying this type of stuff on social media they don't need to be working for this company i won't spend my money there and now you done lost your fucking job you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so um i think it's, you do need to be a little bit cognizant of what you say but when you create spaces for yourself um that are lucrative then you can kind of have your real freedom of speech. And that's what I'm working towards. I can't wait until we're like doing live shows where we want to recap. And, mm-hmm. you know, we expand this to doing something else where it's like, we ain't got to worry about being cognizant of what we say. I mean, we kind of already yeah. aren't, but still. I want HBO Max status where I could just say whatever the fuck I want. Long as it's not terribly rude. Period. So with that being said, that is it for our What's Tea segment this week. We are going on to What Was Said, Saweetie. And that is where we choose our favorite tweet of the week. So I do have mine ready. Um, if you want me to go ahead and go, or do you already have yours? I have one this week. Okay. And it's by at abs tweets underscore Mm -hmm. and it says we need another season because i don't see how they are wrapping all this up in four episodes and it had that that little um what they call them people not superintendents administrators the administrator mean i'm screaming Uh, isn't that tony something yeah tony's show or something that okay i enjoy those just me too so much hilarious person okay he larry so there was a tweet by Kev Coke Six, and it basically just lines up with what I said last week. Issa and Nathan aren't a good fit. Issa doesn't want to truly be with him. He is a rebound. He is a rebound. 
Okay. He is a rebound. Oh my gosh. Based off of these hallucinations that she is having, the Lawrence and Condola thing is still very present on her mind. I want her to set Nathan free. Set him free. You don't want this man. He is a rebound. He is convenient for you. I have been saying that literally since she has trying to be back in this man's face. You just want something to make you forget about Lawrence and it isn't going to happen, bitch, because you love him and you haven't handled your issues. Period. Can you imagine, like, you let yourself fall for that nigga again and you find that nigga got a baby. That's... Jesus. That's why it's probably not a good idea to spend a block. It works for some people. I don't want to ever test my luck like that ever again. Not ever again. Ever again. I understand, for you. So, yeah, you guys, that was it. We've already shared our predictions a little too early trying to hurry and get the fuck up out of here in the episode. So that is it. We are going to leave you all with our tweets of the week. Definitely make sure you guys continue to use the hashtags. Also, you guys can use the rewind and recap hashtags to join our conversation as well. Um, I think that's it make sure you guys follow us on twitter and instagram that is r-e-w-i-n-e as an elephant a-n-d-r-e-c-a-p that is rewind and recap on twitter and instagram make sure you guys follow our personal socials always check the show notes because we do list our favorite tweets of the week if you guys are looking for more fun people and funny people to follow on your live show tweeting journey we like to make sure we give those people recognition and place their social media ads in our show notes so do you have anything else friend i do not that is my it ass, my ass is tipsy see y'all next week bye